With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Scumbags! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Let's roll. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Brantz. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people, the bust them, and everybody else in between throwing it down. The Monday Night Meltdown has begun as the New England Patriot meltdown is now complete. The Chicago Bears roll into Foxborough and absolutely destroy and maul the New England Patriots as eight-and-a-half-point underdogs. Mac Jones got the start, but... Bill Belichick pulled the trigger and pulled Mac Jones from the football game. He was three for six. He threw an early interception, and Belichick had seen enough. Bailey Zappi came into the football game, threw an early touchdown pass, and then the wheels fell off for Zappi as well. Chicago, 33, New England, 14. You think you know, but you don't. Uh, so the NFL standings are whacked uh, right now. If you look at, like, teams' records right now, man, woo, it's like, you know, seriously, as bad as some teams are, they're like one game out of a playoff spot. Like, seriously, there's a lot of, you know, <laughs> we're going to go over this tonight. Um, we got a lot of stuff to break down uh, tonight. It was a wild night in the NBA. We've got late night NHL hockey going on in Vancouver Canucks looking for their first win of the year. They're tied at one right now with Carolina, Toronto, and Vegas are tied at one as well in Sin City. They're early in the third period of play. Meanwhile, the, uh, the Canes and the Canucks are midway through the second period of play and every time I look up it appears as though Carolina's got a, a power play in this game it's a big game for the Vancouver Canucks they haven't won yet they're at home things got ugly on Saturday night fans were chanting we want Connor um, people were throwing jerseys on the ice it's a little bit early for the panic uh, but the panic button's been pushed the panic button was pushed in Boston uh, tonight, and the panic button has been pushed in Indianapolis. You have to wonder how many quarterbacks Frank Reich is going to go through before the Indianapolis Colts ownership group looks and wonders and says, you know what, maybe this isn't the guy. right? Maybe it's not the quarterbacks, maybe it's the coach. And who's making the decisions to bring these quarterbacks in in the first place? Although, I thought that Matt Ryan would be better with the Indianapolis Colts. Is it time to pull the trigger right now? I don't know. You know, they're going with Sam Ellinger. It seems weird to me that they say, well, he'll be the quarterback for the rest of the year because if he gets hurt, now you're going back to Matt Ryan after and you've already destroyed his confidence. You know, what the hell's going on in, in, in Foxborough right now? Well, whatever. The New England Patriots have two bad quarterbacks. Let's just call it out for what it is. Matt Jones, you know, people, fans, and I'm used to it and stuff, fans, you know, like fans, it happens all the time. Like, I'm basically right, like, 95 out of 100 times, and then people will bring up the five times that I've been wrong over 100, yet most people are wrong 95 out of 100 times, right? Where, where, Where's the Tua sucks? Where's that crew at right now? As he's 17 and 9, as the Dolphins have lost every game without him and every game with him. Where's that crew at right now? Where's the Justin Herbert is the, the greatest was somehow amazing. Mac Jones was never amazing. The media bought in, people ran with it, and people are stupid, right? You got, you got Zappi. Zappi's not a starting quarterback in the NFL. And Mac Jones is just sort of a bad starting quarterback. 
well, who decided to bring these players in. The Monday Night Meltdown has begun. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe O'Brien. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people of Boston, and everybody else in between. Let's do this thing. Monday night football has come and gone. And a lot of people are wondering why the Chicago Bears were on national television. I guess the question should have been, why are the New England Patriots on national television? The Chicago Bears absolutely destroy and maul the New England Patriots in Foxborough this evening. Mac Jones gets benched after going three for six and throwing an early interception. And Bill Belichick is now 74 and 83 as a head coach without Tom Brady. Let's just call it out for what it is. It looks like Tom Brady is done, and it looks like Belichick can't win without Tom Brady because he sure as hell ain't going to win with Mac Jones as a quarterback. Even he didn't think so. And Bailey Zappi is not the answer. All right, we've said it before. I'm going to say it again. The backup quarterback is always the most popular guy in town until he becomes the starting uh, quarterback. People wanted Zappi. They were chanting Zappi's name. They got Zappi and ended up getting their ass handed to them by the Chicago Bears. The Bears just didn't win this football game. The Chicago Bears, like, absolutely kicked the crap out of the New England Patriots. They smoked them in the trenches. Justin Fields, like, ran wild on them. You know, it's just on the defense, offense, special teams. It was a complete collapse by the New England Patriots, who are the worst team in the NFC East right now. The NFL standings are whacked, all right? uh, Basalt style. You know, seriously, basalt style. Um, when you look at this stuff, like basically the Chicago Bears, for all like the talk about the Bears being this and that, the Bears have the exact same record uh, right now as the New England Patriots do. The Seattle Seahawks are in first place in the NFC West. The Carolina Panthers are one game out of first place. That's right. <laughs> Let me repeat. The Carolina Panthers are one game out of first place right now. Hell, they own the tiebreaker over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, right now. How bad is the NFC that the Panthers are one game out of a playoff spot? The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Morenzi. Vent your rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Everything is changing so fast. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load. But now with the Xfinity 10G network, you can power a house full of devices at once with ultra-low lag. The future starts now. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. When it comes to buying your first home, everyone has questions. Can we even afford to buy a house right now? Well, I need to negotiate. How do I even negotiate? Luckily, a REMAX agent has answers. Hey, Brian, those are really good questions. They are? Thanks. It's my first time buying. I work with first-time buyers all the time. I got you. Remax agents have more experience than other real estate agents. Visit Remax.com or download the Remax app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Each office independently owned and operated. You are listening to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci. The Monday Night Meltdown. This is Portridge. I am Gabriel Moretti. Sirius XM Channel 159. We pick up the pieces uh, post-Monday Night uh, Football in which we got uh, absolutely drilled. And I hate it. It sucks. It really bothers me. Um, I don't like losing any bet, really, like a big bet. I don't mind losing just a casual, you know, NBA regular season bet or NHL bet. NFL, we bet bigger units. And I don't like betting on teams that I don't like. And I don't like the New England Patriots. 
and I would rather just bet against them all the time and just, you know, as a fan and just enjoy watching them fail. As uh, tonight, the Boston Celtics got uh, beat up by the Chicago Bulls. It was Boston versus Chicago tonight. Bears versus the Patriots and the Celtics versus the Bulls. And Chicago won both games. Chicago Bulls killed the Boston Celtics. And the Chicago Bears drilled the New England Patriots. We've got late-night NHL hockey going on right now. Shout-out to all of our AM radio affiliates, everybody tuning in in Southern California, the mightier 1090 ESPN radio, the 50,000-watt juggernaut. And, of course, everybody joining us in Dallas, Texas, 97.1, the Freak, Sports Map, Sports Byline, Armed Forces Radio Networks on Sirius XM Channel 159, Sports Grid Radio Networks. I've got the Vancouver Canucks, and I'm pretty – I can almost guarantee you they're going to win. It's 1-1. Uh, they're playing the Carolina Hurricanes. It's in Vancouver, and I can almost guarantee you they're going to win because I had like $1,000 on them the other night, and they lost, and I don't have $1,000 on them right now, so I expect that they're going to win. And we took the Patriots tonight begrudgingly, um, believing that, well, you're playing the Chicago Bears. You should be able to shut them down. But no, no. Um, Justin Fields basically had the game of his career, <laughs> and... and the Chicago Bears just, like, not just beat them, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, beat the crap out of them. Like, smoked them, tackled them hard, but, you know, caused the quarterback controversy. And quarterback controversies and quarterback change is the theme of the day today as Frank Reich's thrown another quarterback under the bus. And it's getting old, man. It really is. Just like their quarterbacks. It's getting old, right? You know, Frank Reich, I got to tell you, like, for, you know, I don't like calling out people's religion and their faith and stuff, but for for a big-time religious dude, you like to throw people under the bus publicly. I'll tell you that, right? Like, remember, like, like you know, listen, I wouldn't sign Carson Wentz, but whatever, you sign Carson Wentz. It's a lot like the Westbrook stuff. Don't blame Westbrook. You, you're the one that brought him in there. You're the one that brought him there, right? So, you know, you know don't blame him. So, you know, you look at the way that they treated Carson Wentz on the way out, same thing with Cleveland. Like, I don't know what it is with these modern coaches in the NFL now, right? Like, whatever. Baker Baker is Baker Mayfield. He's annoying. He's thin-skinned. And he never should have been taken first overall. But whatever. You tr- you, you're you the one that did it. You could, you know, have a little class on the way out. But they have to bash him on the way out. They could not have been more critical of Carson Wentz. We knew we made a mistake. We knew we had to make a change. Whatever, man, he was 28 through 26 touchdown passes. He only had seven interceptions. And the thing is, though, remember how much you praised Matt Ryan. Oh, he's such a professional. On you know what I mean? Sort of there was just that constant pot shots and 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 shots being directed at Carson Wentz all the time. And now you got Matt Ryan and you throw him under the bus right now. Like, you know what I mean? Don't think that other people in the league don't see this. It's like, wow. It's never your fault, I guess, right, Coach? It's always the quarterback. It's always everybody else's fault. So Kevin Stefanski can't win with Baker, can't win with Brissett, but I guess, you know, whatever. Then what What am I paying you for? If I'm paying a quarterback $250 million, so what, you're going to win when Deshaun Watson gets there? Well, you better. There are a lot of coaches that should be fired. I think Dan Campbell is like, listen, Dan Campbell and Nate Hackett are both number one. Dan Campbell, just because he's been there longer, Nate Hackett is like a mistake. Nate Hackett was like a shotgun wedding in Vegas. You got wasted. Whatever, man. You know what I mean? You thought it was a good idea at the time. It's not. It wasn't. Whoever hired Nate Hackett should probably be fired as well. Honestly, at this point, at this point, like they should probably just shut uh, Russell Wilson down. What's he got, like a torn labrum or something like that? What's the point? You're terrible. You know what I mean? You're not going anywhere. You owe him like $250 million, so you better not get him killed. And you've got to get a coach in here. Like, at, at this point, you, you know, in Denver, there's just so much, co- you know, there's so much ineptness right now in the National Football League. There really is. I hate to say it because whatever. You're, you're, t- you're, you're stuck with Russell Wilson in Denver, right? So go to Russell here and ask him, what should we do? What what is what who do you want to be the head coach of this team? You know what I mean? What will you know what I mean? Because you know what I mean. You don't have a choice. It can't be Nate Hackett. We told everybody that Nate couldn't hack it, and we were right about that. Dan Campbell like definitely needs to go as well. 
And Bill Belichick doesn't need to go, but the legend of Bill Belichick is over. Let's just call it out for what it is. The legend, the the greatness is done. There's no way in hell the Patriots are ever winning another Super Bowl. They're nowhere close. They're the worst team in the division. Their offense is putrid. Matt Patricia's their coordinator. They've got average to bad quarterbacks. It's just, it's, it's, it's imploded. And, you know, I've said it before about Bill Belichick. He's, he, you know, he was a great coach, but this insistence that they think they can win with anybody and stuff like that, it's just not going to work. You're not going to win in the NFL with a fourth-round quarterback out of Western Kentucky. It's not happening, right? Yeah, he can be the backup and stuff, but it's not happening. So, and that's a strange move, throwing Mac Jones under the bus so quickly like this. He comes back, he's gone, and then, boom, you throw him under the bus right away for somebody that's not that good anyways, right? So, like, the, the whole thing, the whole thing is imploding big time in, in Foxborough, but I, you know, It's not really a criticism to say that he can't win without Tom Brady, but the facts are. I guess they were a perfect pairing together, but they're nowhere close, right? This New England Patriot team is not a good football team. I remember there was a promo I did before the season started in which I said the Patriots will not be a good football team, in which I actually said I don't think Mac Jones is any good and they're going to be an average team, and and here we are uh, right now. Their season is on the line, and I imagine they'll go back to Mac Jones at this point. I'm, that's my guess, that they'll go back to Mac Jones. They play the New York Jets, and the New York Jets lost Brees Hall, unfortunately, for the year, which is too bad because he'd been absolutely killing it. But the New York Jets sent a message to the rest of the National Football League, and the New York Jets sent a message to their locker room that that they are in, right? That they are in. Yeah, we lost Brees Hall, but the Jets acquired James Robinson from the Jacksonville Jags. I'm not sure what the compensation is yet. Uh, right now, they're giving back draft picks. Uh, Rap Sheet was the one. Ian Rappaport was the one that broke the story, but uh, there doesn't... Uh, here it is now. All right, we can now confirm. It's a... Uh, they're trading a sixth-round pick that, be, could, that could become a fifth-round pick. See, that's how you do it, San Francisco. And I see right now that the Cleveland Browns want to trade Kareem Hunt. Well, I don't know. I would call San Francisco. Maybe they'll give you their second-round pick in 2025 or something like that. Because you know what? They can never have too many running backs. Yeah, McCaffrey made a massive difference yesterday for them, right, as they got their ass handed to them by the Kansas City Chiefs. So, so the, the, the San Francisco 49ers mortgage their future, have no draft picks and next year in a draft <laughs> to get Christian McCaffrey that they didn't need. And the New York Jets get James Robinson for a sixth-round pick that could become a fifth-round pick. And that's why Joe Douglas is a Super Bowl-winning general manager in New York as he won a Super Bowl with the Philadelphia Eagles. And he's putting together a hell of a football team at the Meadowlands right now with the New York football Jets, Jets and Patriots. This week, we break it down, add more. Matt Ryan benched, Matt Jones benched. I like the bench Monday Night Football. This is Portrait. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Everything is changing so fast. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load. But now with the Xfinity 10G network, you can power a house full of devices at once with ultra-low lag. The future starts now. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed.
Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Let me get this straight. You took all the money you made franchising your name and bid it against the Harlem Globetrotters? Uh, I thought the generals were due. He's spinning the ball on his finger. Just take it. Take the ball. That game was fixed. They were using a freaking ladder, for God's sakes. The late night anger match for class. This is Fortridge. I am Gable Morency. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. We're throwing it down. It's the Monday Night Meltdown. George Kurtz is going to step up and in with us a little bit uh, later on. We've got Patrick Creighton's going to join us uh, from H-Town, Houston, Texas, as the the Houston Astros. Money's coming in on the Astros uh, right now. Money's been coming in on the Strohs. We were tracking the line last night, of course, and it was uh, the line was minus 180. Right now, it's up to it's up to minus one ninety right now. But what's really changed is actually Philadelphia. Philadelphia went from plus one fifty to plus one sixty five, and you know I'm starting to look at this right now, and I'm thinking, as much as I liked uh, Houston, and I did like uh, Houston a lot, and I still I'm still picking Houston to win the World Series, uh, but Philadelphia can play. And it would be presumptuous to believe that that Houston's just going to roll the Philadelphia Phillies. In in each, you know what I mean. There's always a step up, and there's always a step up in level and competition. And truth be told, this is going to be the toughest the toughest test that the Houston Astros have faced. So we'll get into this with Patrick Creighton. The Astros are currently minus one ninety. Philadelphia Phillies plus one sixty five. It was sort of you know a similar situation to like San Diego. Like, people would think, well, San Diego beat L.A., so if they beat L.A., who are supposedly the best team, they'll be able to beat uh, Philadelphia. But the thing was, Philadelphia were playing better baseball than L.A. were, right? No one no, no one on L.A. was hitting like Bryce Harper. Not even close, right? And, and a similar situation now, the Yankees struck out a million times. The Seattle Mariners hadn't been in the playoffs in forever. The Philadelphia Phillies are going to be the toughest test that the Houston Astros have faced uh, right now, and when you look at the numbers, actually, there are, you know not everybody on Houston is killing it. Uh, Altuve is struggling. Alvarez is struggling right now, but they're so deep that there's always going to be someone that steps up, and that somebody has been Jeremy Pena for them. The pitching matchups are going to be great uh, in this uh, in this series. Uh, we've got the game one um, game one line is up right now. We've got a minus uh, minus one. 65 on the board. Philadelphia Phillies uh, plus 140, a total six and a half. So Patrick Crane will join us. We've got a Philadelphia perspective, but we're going to get to Houston perspective uh, tonight on this thing. And we've got to wait till Friday because, of course, uh, baseball, baseball wants to, uh, you know, they want it to be as cold as possible, evidently. I don't know, whatever. Why are they waiting until later in the week? It is what it is. But uh, they are waiting until later in the week. We're seeing Verlander versus Wheeler right now, 165, 145, and the total is 6.5. So Matt Ryan has been benched. Matt Jones benched tonight. And, you know, you look at Bill Belichick and all the success that he had so far, Far be it for us to criticize his move tonight. And this comes from someone that doesn't like Mac Jones. All right? I don't think Mac Jones is like all that. I think Mac Jones is a dirty son of a bitch on the field. And we saw it again tonight when he slid and he tried to kick the guy in the nutsack tonight. This is what he does. Right? He's always trying to injure people. He really does. Remember, he started. 
the brawl when he, you know what I mean, with his smack talk, you know, this year. Like, the kid talks a lot, and he tries to injure people on the defensive side of the football. You know, you saw Darius Butler tweeting about it tonight. You see a lot of former players tweet about it and say that they would basically F them up if they were still playing. And so, Mac, you know, it's hard to feel sorry for Mac Jones at all. But without being stated, if you're Belichick, so what? You're making this move for real, real? I, You know, and we remember we had, uh, we had Del Vecchio on last week from, um, from Larry Brown Sports, and he's in Boston. And I basically remember I said, I said, you know, they don't, you don't take a quarterback in the fourth round after you just took a quarterback in the first round without trying to send a message to the quarterback in the first round that you don't really believe that you're not sold on him. That, yeah, you're the quarterback, but you're, you could maybe not be, right? It's one of those deals. I think they were sending a message to Mac Jones that, you know, the, the, my exact words were they were sending a message to him that you just don't have the keys to this, you know, for automatically. Like maybe he thought he did. Now, I don't know if there's a, you know, what the situation is behind the scenes, but I think it's unfair to any quarterback, even if he is a dirty son of a bitch like Mac Jones is. I think it's unfair to any quarterback for him to return from injury and play like two, three series. And then get pulled. I think, you know, it seems to me it was a desperation move from Belichick. And it did provide an original spark. But then what happened? You know what I mean? The same problems were actually exposed. And as soon as Bailey Zappi was out on the field for a prolonged period of time, he was starting to get intercepted, wasn't he? And he was running for his life. And now you cause confusion going into the Jet game. You almost bite the bullet and let Mac Jones go through the growing pains. Right, I don't know. It, it it seemed like a uh, like a panic type move. I didn't agree with the move actually, of of Bill Belichick doing this. As far as the Indianapolis Colts are concerned, well, listen, I don't think you know. I think Sam Ellinger can play. I don't. Yeah, you know, I really do. We've kind of known that that he could play. There's a lot of these dudes, sort of the Heineke's of the world, that. That, you know, aren't, you know, if you give them a chance, they're not terrible. But at the same point in time, then why didn't you just give them a chance from the first, you know what I mean, in, in the first place? And and you can't think he's the guy that if you keep passing him over every year over the last couple of years. So now this is a desperation move. And what do you do if he sucks? You can't, we can go back to Matt Ryan after you just said publicly that he's the guy for the rest of the year. Seems to me that Frank Reich and Chris Ballard don't know what the hell they're doing anymore. Like, I don't know how many quarterbacks, you know, we've talked about this. They keep kicking it down the road as far as developing a quarterback. Pick a quarterback, stick with them, and roll with it. It's, you know what I mean? It's, you know, every year they go, oh, let's bring in this guy and throw him under the bus, and it's all his fault after. It's, it's this big blame game all the time. Like, oh, yeah, it's all Matt Ryan's fault. Everything that's wrong with the Colts is Matt Ryan's fault, right? Same thing with the Lakers. Everything that's the Lakers' uh, fault is, is, is Westbrook's fault, right? I want to get to the Lakers, too. I think it would be best for everybody involved if Westbrook doesn't play anymore. And I mean in a sense that he doesn't dress, he doesn't show up to the arena. And I say this as somebody looking out from more of Westbrook's interest more than the Lakers. Because all these people act like the Lakers didn't suck before Westbrook got there. And, uh, you know, a lot of you are delusional and you're going to think that the Lakers won't suck after he leaves. Right, the Lakers are a train wreck, and it's not just Russell Westbrook, he's part of it, but he's been made the scapegoat. Like, the best thing that Frank Vogel's life that ever could have happened is that he's not part of this and in his life. And you know, say when, when Westbrook, he's being made the scapegoat in the same way Matt Ryan, Frank Reich needs a scapegoat, just like you blame Carson Wentz, but like it kind of gets old, doesn't it? And you know. I saw a video of LeBron James, too. There's video from, from LeBron last night. So, you know, once you know, early in the game, LeBron threw, like, a pass 100 miles an hour that, like, seriously, you know what I mean? You know, Benji Molina wouldn't have caught it. Like, nobody would have caught the pass. And then after, LeBron makes sure to let everybody know. Oh, LeBron makes faces on the court to, to about his teammates like I do when I'm in line at McDonald's and people are taking too long in front of you. 
You know what I mean? When you don't want to tell him, yo, hurry the F up, it's like an old lady or something, and you just sort of start the, the eye roll and the, 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 the huffing and puffing or the sigh out loud. <sighs> you know what I mean? That's like LeBron now. He did the same thing to J.R. Smith, right? And then they lost after. The game went to overtime. That was even the end of the game. Like, LeBron is the worst freaking teammate. He really is. Like, he's Mr. Like, oh, show like, oh, oh. Everything's a production with him. And same thing last night, right? Well, on the court, he's constantly just showing up his teammates. But, oh, you know, you're all losers. And, you know, it's only three games in. If you were a real leader and you're the star, you would tell him, listen, just, you know, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to pick everything up. It's good. Don't worry. I'm amazing. So just, you know, stay out of my way and I'll do this. But it's just annoying. And the funny thing is, and I've been, I said this back in the Cleveland days. I've known, I've followed LeBron since day one out of high school. He always does this. This is his thing. He hands picks the losers that he plays with. And then after he throws them under the bus. And the media and everyone fall for it because whatever, man. They, you know what I mean? They nobody gets their ass kissed as much as LeBron has in the NBA's history. So, uh, from the media, so you know what I mean? Like people say, like, oh well, Kevin loves contracts. Impossible. Kevin Love sucks. Well, LeBron's the one that told him to resign Kevin Love. LeBron shut. That LeBron was the one that wanted Westbrook. They could have had Demar Derozan. Palenka wanted DeMar DeRozan. Palenka's not the idiot that everybody makes him out to be. Palenka wanted DeRozan, and no, they said, no, no, we want Westbrook. We're going to go with Westbrook instead. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that was a smart move, right? That made a lot of sense. We also told you the Lakers will be bad, bad, like 35 games bad. I stand by that. But with or without with or without Westbrook, they'll be bad. Speaking of which, the Canes just scored. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. I'm what you might call very good at hide-and-seek. And since we got Xfinity, we have Wi-Fi all over the house, even in my super-secret hiding spots. So I can kill time in here by streaming my favorite... Ha! Found ya. How? You left to find my tablet on. Get wall-to-wall Wi-Fi on the Xfinity 10G network. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. is fired up. We came here to play. All right. Don't lose. What? Didn't you hear what he said? Look at the fear in his eyes. Listen to the quiver in his voice. He's a little boy lost in a game of men. You think we should bet against him? I bet my entire college fund on it. You got it. Mo, $23 on New York. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Brancy. The Vancouver Canucks and the Carolina Hurricanes were tied at one after 40 minutes of play. 
Uh, Vancouver, the only winless team in the NHL. They're playing in Vancouver. Fans were throwing jerseys on the ice the other night. A lot of booing going on, and people are, like, raging already early in the season after six games. It's 1-1. Carolina scores, like, right away. Like, a minute in, boom, it's 2-1. It was a real goal, and it was actually Demko's fault. He should have saved it. He didn't. It is what it is. And then, like, a minute later, they score again, but he, like, blatantly kicked it. Like, I don't, I for the love of God, and, you know what I mean, for a million dollars, I don't, I would say that's not a goal. Like, I'll tell you right now, that wasn't a goal. And Vancouver is so gutless, they didn't argue. They sort of, Boudreaux sort of yelled a bit for a second and just looked confused. And everybody on the bench, nobody says anything. And the Vancouver Canucks, they have a sponsor, Neutral. Neutral is like one of those new school, like uh, White Claw type drinks. It's like Neutral. It's a vodka drink. But I think it's pretty, it's pretty fitting that they're sponsored by Neutral. Because that's the way they play. Like, they're neutral. <laughs> like, they're just so soft, man. This this hockey team, they just got screwed. It should be 2-1, but it is what it is. All right, let's bring George Kurtz in. A lot of stuff to get to with uh, with George Kurtz. Let's start off, uh, actually, I don't know. It's, usually I do him a favor, and we don't start off with the Yankees and the, the, the you know, the, 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 the the talk that'll bring them down a little bit, but let's mix it up a little bit, and we don't have a choice. Let's bring George Kurtz in. Is, is George ready to go? I am. Well, maybe not that we're going to talk with the Yankees right away. Maybe I, should, maybe, I should, maybe I should go away for 20 minutes. No, well, you, you can't really. Let me ask you. I'll just cut right to the chase. Has Aaron Judge played his last game with the New York Yankees? Well, if Cashman is still going to be the GM, I don't think Cashman wants to resign him. I think Cash is thinking more long-term. He realizes that Judge is probably not going to age well. And do you want to play, uh, pay a player like him, let's just say, for giggles here, an average annual value of $40 million to someone who's going to give you – he's to be 31 next year. So three good years, then maybe a good year or two, and then you're going to eat it the last three, four years of the contract. I don't think Cashman wants to do that. The question is, will Hal Steinbrenner overrule him? So I think it's up to Cashman. I'm going to say no. But I'm not so sure Cash is going to survive this. You know what's happening here with the Yankees. That's so, a good uh, point. Come out to Steinbrenner and a new GM, or whether they're not going to do it. If I had to guess, I'm going to say no. I think the fact that he didn't play very well during the playoffs, I think that sort of gives the Yankees more ammunition not to pay him. If, and and also from Aaron Judge's perspective, I think he wants to leave. I don't think he wants to stay. I think I think he's sort of you know what I mean. I think he's he wants to go. I don't think booing them helped. If you're the Yankee fans, to boo him, right? You want you want him to stay, but you boo him, George. Like, what's the logic behind that? Uh, every Yankee's gotten booed. I mean, uh, that's just the way the fans are. I don't know if that. I think it does bother him a little bit. I think that. So why would players want to deal with that? Where he goes? That's not true. That's you, not oh, like he's that. Gonna make, he's going to make three hundred plus million if he goes for you know starts off a season zero for twelve or one for twelve. Doesn't hit a home run. The guy just set a record. He set a record for most home runs for your franchise ever, and he's getting booed. Yeah, I'm not saying they should have booed him. I wouldn't have booed him. He, he wasn't the problem. Uh, or maybe a minor part of the problem. But, uh, you know, he's part of the problem as a whole. Yankees couldn't hit. They couldn't play baseball. But people are acting like this is a three-week thing. This has been going on for two months. The Yankees haven't played well since the end of the All-Star break. They've been playing like this. You know, they beat Cleveland not because they, they beat Cleveland because they are better, not because they played better. Right? They made a thousand errors, but they just they're a better team than Cleveland, so they were able to overcome them. So yeah. uh, that's the biggest concern about the Yankees. They don't play baseball. You know, they had good starting pitching, kept them in most games, and they hit home runs. But they don't catch the ball. You know, they don't they don't move runners over. They don't get guys in from third base with less than uh, two outs. They don't do the little things that help you win. You know, they're not a true baseball team, and that's the problem here. And you know, Gabe, I feel sort of, I feel bad for feel, uh, for, you know, because if you would have told, asked, told me in uh, March, hey, the Yankees are going to make the ALCS, you know what? I probably would have taken that. Good season, you know. And certainly, you and I are old enough to remember back in the '70s and '80s, just making the playoffs is a huge thing. Wow, made the playoffs, awesome. You know, nowadays everybody makes the playoffs, so it's not as uh, important now. And for most Yankee fans, you have to at least make the ALCS to have a good season. The problem is was how they played. Not only did you lose to the hated Astros, but you played like crap. You lost in four games. And maybe more importantly, this, this is the one thing that Steinbrenner may hang his hat on. They weren't fun to watch. They were actually, oh, it was a grind to watch them. 
You know, it's like, oh, it's like I was thankful the game was over yesterday. We know we all knew they weren't going to win uh, four straight games. What did you say when we talked on, uh, was it last Monday or maybe on Game Time Decisions? Uh, you know, the best case scenario is getting to six games. There's something wrong when that's your best case scenario. Aaron Judge was asked about what would come next for uh, his career, and he thought about uh, this being his last home game at Yankee Stadium. No, not at all. Not yet. I've got plenty of time to figure that out, <laughs> says Aaron Judge. Yet, it's interesting that you brought up, as far as Cashman is concerned, is, you know, is, it, is there a potential? Listen, Yankee fans and the Yankee organization, I think there has been friction between Cashman and the Steinbrenners. I think there's friction between Cashman now and the public, who are kind of the younger generation of fans that they don't want to hear about past years, right? And they also don't want to hear the blame that the Houston Astros are the fault, right? You know what I mean? They're sort of, they've come across as a little bit whiny and full of excuses, George, right? With Cashman blaming the Astros. Remember Boone with the roof and the home run stuff? They, you know what I mean? They, yeah, like there's just... You know what I mean? They don't just own it and say, listen, you know, we need to do better as opposed to, well, you know, Cashman's been defensive. The Yankee fans think that Steinbrenner, the Steinbrenners are cheap now and they don't want to win as much as his father did. And what about Boone? I don't think they make a decision. I don't think they're going to change the manager, but I know a lot of people want them to. Uh, listen, I'm not a Boone guy. You know, his moves during the playoffs were wow. I mean, between wow and head scratches, what, 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 WTF? What are we doing here? You know, they were bad moves here. That being said, I don't think it matters. You know, unless you're going to fire Cashman. You know, because if you're going to fire Cashman, then the new GM's going to want to hire their own manager. You know, I imagine that'd be a uh, must coming in here. Then he could go. But if it's on the Cashman, the next manager would just be a, a puppet anyway. You know, it's the analytics department that runs everything for the Yankees. Cashman's problem is going to be. Most of his trades have been bad. I mean, they've been really bad. Bringing on Donaldson did not work. Not that they gave up much, but you probably would have liked to save the $25 million to still have Gio or Shella playing third base. Sanchez, you could have just DFA'd. He's, not, he's done. All right, that didn't work out. Uh, Isaiah kind of Felipe was a joke. All right, and uh, the catcher got roared for that didn't work out. Trading all those prospects last year for Joey Gallo, disaster. Absolute disaster. You know, a trade you made this year, you get Alfros and Benatendi. They don't even make it to the playoffs before they get hurt. So his trades have not worked out, and that's going to be brought up. The fans are probably right about Steinbrenner, by the way, because I feel the same way. I think Steinbrenner wants to field a competitive team, but not does. It's not going to go, you know, crazy, go nuts to field a, a, you know, that kind of team, an absolute team that's going to dominate and win. They don't. They don't spend up to their power. I mean, they don't. They can spend a hell of a lot more money than they actually do. They don't want to. Steinbrenner, how Steinbrenner does have a limit of how, how hard he's willing to go to. And I think that's also a problem. If Cashman stays, it's also a problem for him because he knows this. If he signs Judge, that might be it. Might be as far as big signings. That might be all he can do. I think he realizes Judge, as good as he is, and I, listen, I'm a Judge guy. I love watching Judge. He's the only player I tell my wife, hey, you got to come in and watch the monster hit. You know, because he's, he's a good guy to watch and he's a good guy to build your team around. But the Yankees need more than him. It'll be interesting to see where he ends up because I don't think he's going to be back with the Yankees. I think I think there'll be a team that'll offer so much money that the Yankees won't they won't want to go from two thirteen to three fifty, right? So they offered two thirteen. He thought it was an insult, and he bet on himself. And then he goes and he and he puts sixty two up. The question is. And I don't think it really matters what happened in the postseason. And you're right. People are going to, you know what I mean? Is he, how long is he going to be productive for? But, people, you know, you sort of need to live in the now. There will be teams that will come in big time. And I didn't think the Dodgers would be in the mix, George. I never really pictured Aaron Judge with the Los Angeles Dodgers. But when you look at the Dodgers and, and their ineptness in the playoffs, and the fact is, I mean, you're starting Trace Thompson – in the outfield, you're starting Chris Taylor and Cody Bellinger's of the world. You got a problem, right? And Mookie Betts is not enough. And I think they're going to be all in on Otani, but it wouldn't surprise me if they just said, you know what? We don't have a choice. We've got to get, we need, we need to be deeper. We need more bats. So let's just bring Judge in, even if it's not a perfect situation. But the Dodgers also aren't really big fans of long-term deals, right? Like mega deals. The Dodgers don't mind paying you a ton of money. But they don't like the, they'd rather, like, even when Harper was a free agent, if you guys remember, the Dodgers offered him, like, a three, four-year deal for, like, $50 yeah. million at the time, which was insane. Like, they really overbid. 
I think they said, listen, we'll give you like yeah, 200 million or something for four years or 150 for three. And he was like, yeah, it's a good offer, but no. Right. And, you know, the Seeger stuff, they didn't want to dance for, for a longer term deal. I'm not sure that Trey Turner is going to be back with the Los Angeles Dodgers, which is another thing. I think they want him back, but I'm not sure he wants to be back. So I don't even know. So I'm just saying, George, it wouldn't shock me if the Dodgers were in the mix. And I know that no Yankee fan wants to even think of the possibility, but I don't think Judge wants to become that guy. But what if the Mets just offer him $400 million? Uh, okay, uh, I don't see the Dodgers going for him. You already said the reason. They generally don't like the 10-year deals. You know, that, that might be what it takes to get Judge away from the Yankees, a 10-year deal to pay until he's 41. All right, now you're right about uh, you know, uh, starting Thompson in the playoffs, but you know, Judge's playoff numbers aren't good. Yeah, you know, he'll hit some home runs for you, but his average, I mean, he wasn't even walking at the end, which is the biggest surprise out of all of this, is that he was, he was, he was just trying too hard, I think. So I don't see what Dodge is going for it, unless you're absolutely no. right that there is no way they're starting Turner, and if he doesn't want to be there, that would change things for me a little if, bit. Well, if they just have a handful of money, they're going to say, even if, they, if even it's not a perfect fit, they'll have to do something to appease the crowd and the base. You know what I'm saying, George? Yes. I, I agree with you. That's why, But I think that money's got to go to Turner. Cause I, I, yeah. Oh, I wanted to. I am not bashing Judge. I am a Judge guy. But well, Trey Turner's a better baseball player. It's not right. He's, he's a baseball yeah, player. Yeah, I want yeah, Turner. Yeah. I want Turner a million. A yeah, million. but love, Turner, like supposedly Turner is, you know, and even now, man, word is he doesn't like big cities and stuff. No, for the record. like, Tyler. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That he doesn't, he's not comfortable. He'd rather play in a smaller town. He'd rather be closer to the south. Uh, he's from Florida, you know what I mean? So I don't know. I know uh, who knows, but they, you know, if the Dodgers offer a ton of money, he's a perfect fit for the Dodgers. San Francisco has been the one that's been brought up a lot with Aaron Judge. He's he is a giant fan. He played at he's Fresno fun, State. Yeah. Um so they have money. They yeah, have money. And they, Texas? They ma- Texas had the problem. You, yeah, you read my mind. You read my mind with Texas. I was going to say, you know, that, so we have the sort of usual suspects, but I, you read my mind. Texas or someone at Seattle or a Texas to just get nuts and says, you know what? Let's just do this. Right? Texas have the money and there's no state tax there. So players like it too, George. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, he, like if they just overbid, he might not have a choice to go to the Rangers type thing. You know what I'm saying? It's not ironic if he's at the home run record. I know, no, you read my mind, I swear to God. I was going to bring up the Texas Rangers next. I was going to say, you know what, don't discount Texas. They can just throw a ton of money at them. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. I'm what you might call very good at hide and seek. And since we got Xfinity, we have Wi-Fi all over the house. Even in my super secret hiding spots. So I can kill time in here by streaming my favorite... Ha! Found ya. How? You left to find my tablet on. Get wall-to-wall Wi-Fi on the Xfinity 10G network. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home.
Stevenson Sports Talk Radio continues. I am Gable Moranzi, Sirius XM Channel 159 on the Sports Grid Radio Network. George Kurtz from Sports Grid kicking it with us right now. We'll get into the World Series. We'll talk NFL football. We're just discussing Aaron Judge uh, right now and his future and where he ends up. As I stated, I didn't think the Dodgers would be in the mix, but the Dodgers' anemic offense in the postseason definitely will have them considering this. The Dodgers have also been criticized, believe it or not, for not being aggressive enough and not really fully, do you really want to win? How come you didn't go after Soto? How come you didn't go after uh, Luis Castillo? You stood pat and you ended up paying the price. Um, the Texas Rangers can't be discounted. I wouldn't discount the Mets as, as I man if Cohen just wanted to stick it to the Yankees and overpay, he could totally afford to do it. Um, San Francisco, we brought up Texas. And George, a team... The, you know, it's, I think it's a little bit of a longer shot, but I wouldn't dismiss them fully is the Chicago Cubs. The Cubs are sort of rebuilding right now, and they have money, and word in the baseball world is that they will be willing to spend it again. They're just sort of retooling things right now. Right? They, You know, I don't know if they're going to want to spend that much money on Judge, but I wouldn't discount them. Another team, actually, the team that's in the World Series, George, the Phillies. They haven't been shy in spending money. Yeah, I don't see the Phillies. They're already over over the cap. They would be monstrous over. They got to go for pitching there. Uh, I don't. They think don't care. I think I swore by Castellanos, Harper. I don't think they, they want Trey Turner. They want Trey uh, Turner. Well, that makes more sense though. They don't have a shortstop. Stott's a nice guy, you know. Uh, a, a, well, that'll a, put him over the money too, George. <laughs> like that's yeah, Turner's going to cost that as makes, much. That makes more sense. They don't need a, a judge type. I don't see him going to Philly. I don't. Chicago, it's, uh, they certainly need everything there. I don't know if Judge would want to go there. Does he want to play for a team that's going to be rebuilding for a couple of years? Although, granted, you're in an easier division uh, as far as maybe you get there. I'm still thinking, I like the team you mentioned, Seattle, although I think they're saving up everything for Otani. Ultimately, I think Judge will go where whoever pays him the most money. I don't think, like, the winning will matter in the end. Bring it. Everything is changing so fast. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load. But now with the Xfinity 10G network, you can power a house full of devices at once with ultra-low lag. The future starts now. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home.